Uh, 170 beats per minute and my heart rate do not If your body doesn't have the fuel, it's going to go after the fuel within your body somewhere, right? Eventually, your body's going to break down to the point where it can't sustain the output that you're looking for, which is when you need to eat. It's that simple. You have to fuel to train. You have to fuel to recover. So we get in Dairy Queen? Bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. A lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast, our weekly gatherings with my other host here, my husband, Vasilios Metropolis. Oh my God, I'm still here. We're getting some really good feedback on the okay. input. Some people are actually reaching out to me and saying they're really enjoying the male perspective oh. and hearing your thoughts. What do you think about that? I don't know. What do you think about that? His head. Can you see it expanding as we're, as we're standing here? <laughs> Get out of here with that. Come on now. Stop. I'm serious. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think about that? I think it's wonderful. Oh. I really do. I think that you provide a great amount of value, I think, from a male perspective, but also from a perspective of somebody who's coming from a completely different perspective. Okay. So I've been competing for over 20 years, competing, coaching, and judging for over 20 years. Yeah. Your background is entertainment. Yeah. Music industry, but there's a lot of parallels that you might have noticed yeah. on the beginning of you know, the first one that we did, the first group gathering that we did, we talked about some of that stuff. There are a lot of carryovers in life, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But today we're going to be talking about food timing and your workouts. That was actually compliments of Melanie, one of the uh, people in our gathering. Yeah, okay. So, all right, well, why don't you tell us a little bit what your thoughts are. Food timing specific to bodybuilding. Is well, it is it time to eat? But, well, okay. Is it time to eat right it's now? It's time to eat. So... <laughs> When specifically are you supposed to eat? Okay, we're bodybuilders. So every day at any given time, it's time to eat. It's pretty much that simple. In fact, I'm going to go eat. Wouldn't that be nice? No. <laughs> we could just eat all day long. I don't know. Some of you can eat all day long and you don't gain a pound. Some of us, we just, you have to be a little bit more diligent about our calories. You, you can just, how many calories are you up to now? I don't know. It depends on the day. It depends on what we're eating. Yeah. Are we eating? <laughs> no, the topic's very interesting. When we talked a little bit about this last week where we were talking about, well, in at least our last conversation anyway, we were talking about how much we've learned as bodybuilders and how that makes a difference when we start applying that into our daily life, into our regimen. And so what does that mean? 
So when we look at food and how that applies to the energy that we're trying to receive, whether that's recovery, whether we're trying to get PRs in the gym, we try to intake as many calories as we can to maintain not just the output, but potentially get a performance enhancement as well. So what do I what do I see for me personally? Yeah. Okay. And well, you guys post up, you guys that are watching live right now, go ahead and let us know what your take is on your food timing. Yeah, there, you do with there's a lot of different food. There's a lot of different perspective on what you should eat, when you should eat it, why you should eat it, if it's going to affect you, if it's not, blah, blah, blah. And then you got the bro science out there where you got to like run to the car and chug a shake because it's going to you're going to lose all your gains if you don't do that in 10 seconds from the last lift. I used to do that when I first started. I thought I, I had I to have a protein that, shake right away. I still, you know, we're not talking about what, no, this doesn't happen. But I'm anymore. usually having a shake now because I'm hungry. <laughs> um, in my experience, calories definitely mattering. Timing. Um, I noticed that I get a little bit of a performance increase when I have at least two meals prior to my workouts. So I'll have maybe a, a, war, a morning whey shake or something along those lines, maybe a meal replacement shake or something in the morning. But then I'll follow that by a full solid meal. And that has been kind of my noticed difference when trying to perform in the gym and have a a decent amount of energy that I need to maintain me. If I don't do that, can I do fasted workouts? Yes. Have I done them? Are they good? Sure. Are they sustainable long term? For me and what I'm trying to do and what I'm working through right now, not, not as much. Um, but that's my own personal preference. That's my own goals. So, so what changes? So let's just say you went to the gym fasted yeah, yeah. versus you went to the gym with two meals. Yeah. What's the difference? Like get a little bit more specific. What happens when you train with more two meals versus one or even zero? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, when I have at least two meals in my regimen, I know that I can go to the gym. And as long as I've had decent recovery from within the last 24 to 48 hours, I should be able to maintain a decent output at the gym. Meaning I'm not afraid to go heavy. I'm not afraid to push a couple extra reps or maybe a couple extra sets or whatever it is that I'm trying to push past what I did maybe the week before the week before that. Um, If I'm fasted, can I make improvements that day? Sure. Is it going to be sustainable for me from weeks on end? Mm, Not as much. I can do it. But if I go there fasted or maybe just one meal or one shake or something like that, I'll take that in consideration and I'll adjust my workouts. I'll know, okay, maybe today I won't go as heavy or I won't, you know, I won't have as many reps or sets for that particular workout, or maybe it's more cardiovascular based and less strength based. So it I just think depends. It really, well, a couple of things. I think it, it depends for sure. What is your goal? Are you going there for power? Are you going there for strength? Are you going there because you're in a, in a cutting phase? What are your goals when you're getting to the gym? That's mm. number one. And that's going to dictate what you're going to eat, how you're going to eat. The other thing, too, to remember is that your body has a really amazing way of adapting. It can adapt to anything. It's mm. uh, that's that's survival. Mm. And that's something that is very special about our body. So just because you went to the gym fasted that one time and you had a heck of a workout doesn't mean that it's actually something that's going to overall in a long term basis going to help you grow muscle. Sure. It's not necessarily a one for one. Sure. So being able to adapt to something over time to see, um, I would say, over the weeks of time as you're looking to progressively overload. Yeah. Are you actually able to add weights onto your um, reps? Are you able to add more weights onto the machine? Are you able to do those things? Sure. Or is your weight going down? You just don't have the gas. You don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. Are you maintaining your workload? Yeah. Are you pushing more further. I mean, we use a good six to nine week t- 
type buffer, that's kind of what you and I kind of migrate to. Yeah, a lot of people do four weeks and they change the workout. And I don't think that's enough time. Yeah, really for us, we like to do at least six to, to nine weeks. That's what we put in. Yeah. And we know by week nine, week eight, week nine, seven, week eight, week nine, that if we're starting to like get to that point to diminish no return, then maybe one, we're, we've either outdone ourselves on these workouts, two, we're burnt, we're not fueled enough, not recovered enough, or three, it's just time for some change. You know, and so we've gauged that anytime I've put in a, a, a decent effort to try to see if the fasting with workouts are going to work or the, the lighter calories or the mornings versus the afternoons versus the nights. I tried to give it at least four to eight weeks total time so that my body can adjust. As you were saying, you know, our body acclimates over time. And yeah, maybe the first couple of weeks feel like death, but then eight weeks later, you can feel a lot better. And that's been the case in some in some formats, but then there's the opposite too, where I've put in three, four months of time in training and trial and error specific to an eating habit, let's say low carb, for instance, and try to maintain that balance with uh, enough strength gain, enough uh, return on investment really from the gym, what I'm looking for with my goals and, and see if that's going to be maintainable for an extended period of time, nine weeks, 10 weeks, et cetera. And in my experience, it hasn't been the case. I've actually seen, I've seen you in workouts where you're trying to power <laughs> through a heavy load and volume yeah. and you don't have the gas. And I've seen you go pasty white. Mm. And then what ends up happening, I've seen you also fuel. And he's come up to me before and he's yeah. like, I feel amazing. Oh, my God. Am I high? Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear the one time. I the, must be high. The first time that we fully went all in on carbs because I was low carb for a long time. I was oh, no, we gotta talk about no that. carb for a long time. But we when, gotta talk about when I went in on carbs to utilize them just to try them out, just to see what it would do. And I went from like, you know, 100 to 200. Oh, my God. No, a lot of carbs here. I was like, <laughs> it was like night and day, like unbelievable amounts of energy. I thought I was high. I thought that like, this can't be normal. My wife gave me something without me knowing. Yeah. What did you give me? Yeah, oh, he's it's like, what'd just, you do to me? Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> called mean? sugar. Yeah. Oh. No, it's you are fed. You are actually fed nutrition that yes. is going to actually have a positive transfer to you actually getting a great yeah. workout in. Yeah. You feel amazing because you're supposed to feel amazing. Yeah, let's just clarify. So there's a lot of people out there that do follow a lot of different eating regimens or habits or protocols, right? Some people are no carbs. Some people are low carb. Some people are full carb. Some people are high fat. Some people are vegan. Some people are carnivores. Some people are raw. Some people are, you name it, right? Like I'm sure there's subcategories of subcategories, but when it comes to all these different, you know, I don't want to call them fads, but I believe they are type protocols. Um, I've pretty much tried all of them and I've done a diligent effort in putting enough um, time behind that effort to see if it's going to actually do anything. So, yes, I've tried the no carb thing for a very long time, months on end while testing ketones, while testing blood sugars and recovery, et cetera, et cetera. And there is a diminished to no return with that for our style of work. Can I do deadlifts without carbs after eight weeks? Yeah, I can. Do they suck like balls? A hundred percent. Oh my God, they're horrible. Mm. They're horrible. Why could why would I want to do that and try to maintain it for eight years? You know, when after eight weeks or 12 weeks of doing it, my recovery is horrible. I'm not sleeping anymore. I've lost a tremendous amount of weight. My energy's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm my heart rate's going up. I'm not recovering while I'm working out anymore because I'm starved for oxygen. 
right? Not to yeah. mention the micronutrition in some of these protocols is just not there. You know what I'm saying? So, so it comes down to what is your goal? If you're going into the gym with beast mode on yes. and you're looking to actually yes. put, gain strength, <laughs> build some strength. So not just get in there, you know, do some cardio workouts because you don't need that kind of fuel mm. for a light 30 minutes of yeah, 30, know, 40, camp classes. Right. You, you can, you don't, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, let's just, we'll give an example. Yeah, so we're talking if, about picking up the car and throwing it down the street. So deadlifts, how many yeah. sets do you do? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what I'm trying to train for. Last whether, time you were there, how many? Well, sets? last time I was trying to train for power and to increase my strength, so I did a little bit less reps and a little bit more sets with extended rest times in between that. Right. So uh, that particular working day was ten sets, including all the warm up sets. Including the warm up sets at like no weight, one thirty five, like nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But working sets were at least six, you know, seven debatably. Uh, and then so he can handle more load than I can. And that's, I think of, uh, I think that's just unique to uh, individuals. Some, a lot of it's male, female too. Like you guys mm. can handle more mm. load than we can, but not, I can't say that's for everybody because some people can handle, women can handle But let's a lot. be clear. I knew that I was fueled. I timed my food appropriately. So to talk about that specifically, I had two shakes and a meal. So I knew that I was going to not only need just a shake and a meal, but I was going to need a couple shakes maybe a little bit more time and more of a meal. And I brought another shake with me for when I was at the gym because I knew I was going to be there for at least two hours. So how did that look? So I woke up, had my shake, do my morning thing, maybe a little Mm -hmm. coffee, whatever I'm doing. Then I had another whey shake just to get in a little bit more protein, a little bit more fuel, right, et cetera. Then I went and had a meal, full meal, rice, protein, whatever it was, carbs, protein, fats, full meal. And then I let that digest for a little while. Went to the gym, had another shake, at about midway through that workout Mm -hmm. because I could feel myself starting to dip in energy at about an hour and a half. Again, now we're 10 sets, right? A lot of reps, 10 sets. I think I was, I was shooting for eight reps per set. Some I went 12 on the lighter reps just to get some more volume in. Um, So by the sixth set, I could feel myself fading Mm. big time. So I'm, I'm having a salt, I'm drinking more water. I'm having a shake. You know, maybe a little bit of some some sort of quick acting sugar or something just to give me a little bit more fuel for that moment. And I can definitely almost within a 20, 20 minute to 30 minute period feel an increase in energy. And an increase doesn't mean like, oh, my God, I got like a whole nother gas line happening here where I could just go balls <laughs> to the wall. But it means like, Five no, I sets. think I can maintain this. I think now I can get a couple more sets. Maybe I need a little bit more rest, but I can then maintain this. Now, if I was to try that same workout completely fasted or low calorie, I can do it, but man, is it horrible? And is yeah. it, and, and how does that affect my recovery and my sleep later on? And how do I feel overall? And, and it's just not sustainable for me. It kind of reminds me of what it feels like. So if you're in a, in a growth phase, you're trying to put on size, put on muscle, you're in your off season, so to speak, versus if you're cutting for a show, there's going to come a point where something's got to give. Yeah. So you're cutting calories so something's got to give. The ultimate goal is to keep your protein high, mm. try to maintain as much muscle as possible. Definitely. But something energy-wise is going to give. So it's either going to be carbs or fats. There comes a point where your fats are going to get low, but they should not go below a certain amount. So what's the next, what's the only thing left? Mm. Carbs. So when you start to dial in for a show, you start to get leaner, you start to pull down the calories, and mm. hopefully they don't go down too low that you've been able to really push your calories starting place super high so it's not dramatically low. But for me, I can absolutely say when dialing in for a show, there comes a point when the fuel, you definitely will feel 
that drop in energy, but you still have to do your workouts because you're trying to maintain your muscle as you're dialing. Well, let's talk in. about that a little bit because you you tend to go to the gym sometimes with just one meal replacement, one shake in the morning. Yeah, that is schedule dependent. I know we're we're quite busy, so sometimes that's the only time you have. And sometimes I do go with you, but a lot of times you go with just a shake. Mm-hmm. So have you been training that way your whole life or have you come in and out of different training protocols, timing, food? What's your experience with it? So it's not just that one shake, meaning when you're dialing in for a show, there's a period of a prolonged period of time, sustained period of time that you're in a caloric deficit. And that's over time you start to the energy. Starts you're talking to drop. about when you dial in for right. a show. It, so your energy will eventually tape it will drop. And it won't, so I would make sure when I especially when my energy starts to drop and I'm getting really lean and I'm starting to get tired. I would absolutely make sure that I would have my shake and I would get right to the workout. I wouldn't wait and much more than like definitely no more than an hour because then I'll start to get hungry. So you have a shake and then within right an away, hour, you gotta, I got in there. I got to train because you're you're mm-hmm. you you've noticed an increase in sustainability energy wise when timing it that way. Yeah, for interesting. Me. For me, if over after a certain amount of time, I will start to get hungry. So let's just say so again, we're dialing a first show. And you've noticed that as you're cutting calories to mm-hmm. get lean for your competition, yep. now this is a very specific type scenario, you're you're saying that your body becomes what we call more fast acting, yes. that it's oh, more yes. responsive to yes. what you're giving it. Yes. And that's about the two hour mark after I eat. It's like, oh boy, when's the next meal coming? And, and that's I, how fast things start to, your body really starts to high function. I, I can second that nature in the sense that I, I've, I've increased my calories for long periods of time. And I've decreased them for long periods of time. And depending on how long I lived within that calorie threshold and what my energy output was, there was a diminished no return there. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, with that, I noticed that my body was then utilizing the fuel. We'll say more efficiently just for the sake of debate or conversation here. It was using it faster. Yeah. I could feel the results faster with it. So that being said, when I am fully fueled at what I would say is my maintenance calories to perform, so I'm at the gym, I'm working out, I'm looking to build, I want to put muscle on, I'm not cutting, I'm not trying to put on a ton of weight, but I'm not trying to lose a ton of weight. I'm trying to maintain, mm-hmm. slowly increase my strength, slowly increase my muscle mass over time, which is what I'm doing now. You know, For me, I notice that as long as my overall calories are consistently averaged throughout the week, I can be okay at the gym. Yeah. If I start missing meals here and there, I'll still be okay when I'm maintaining. But if I'm low in calories and we're cutting, like she's saying, for a show or something, or Mm -hmm. I'm just under and it's been a couple of weeks where maybe I haven't been eating or, or maintaining my full amount and I'm cutting down a little bit, then I'll start to notice that my body needs more. And it needs more and it starts to act a little bit faster and it starts to get a, a, a little bit, um, I guess, more responsive to what it is that I'm doing to it. You know what I mean? As opposed to just maintaining and averaging it out. Well, even now, I'm not in a cutting phase. I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't feel like it. So right now I'm in a, in a phase where I'm really enjoying my strength. I really, really enjoying being in the gym and getting those extra reps out, getting putting on a little bit more um, plates onto the onto the barbell. It just feels good right now to train for that. Mm. So what I'm doing, it is volume related. It is um, a lot of output and energy. So even though I'm not in a deficit, I do have my, I do have my shake. I always have my, the same, I've been having the same meal replacement for like 10 years, the most amazing things ever. 
They are. But anyways, so I have that. But what happens is if I wait too long, even now, so we're talking like three hours to you know, pass since when I, I had my initial shake. This is in the morning. And if I'm trying to go to the gym during my workout, I will gas mm. and I will go run over to fuel at energy <laughs> fitness. Shout out. Brett and Dina over in Torrington, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, I will go to them and I will ask them to make me one of their shakes and yeah. I will drink the shake while I finish the rest of my workout. Yeah. So for me, it's also, even though I'm not in a cutting phase and I feel good, if I, but because of the, what I'm doing for workouts requires a substantial amount of energy from me, I do have to feed. I do have to eat. And but, you've been known to yeah. stop your workouts oh, and, entirely. and have what? Yeah. Rice? And... Full meals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, again, just trying things out. You know, yeah. one one extreme example was I tried to go in and do a three-hour workout session. So two separate strength training sessions that I planned for both lower body and upper body. And I tried to do it with, with basically less than a hundred grams of carbs for the, for the whole day. Can you imagine? So, you know, I timed my, my meals accordingly in the morning and in and around my workouts. And I timed the meal in the middle of the workout. I did notice after about 45 uh, minutes into the first workout that my energy was starting to really, you know, diminish very fast. And so I started to eat a little bit of rice that I brought um, and slowly start to titrate the food back in so that I would be ready about 45 minutes later for the next workout. And if I hadn't have done that, you know, not to mention I'm drinking, you know, gallons of water and salt water and electrolytes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't been doing that and fueling, there's no way I would have been able to maintain a healthy output for that, that sustainable And that's a game changer. A lot of you guys like these, um, what do you call them, uh, pre-workouts. And I find that the pre-workouts, to me, they're so, so much, so much that they bring my blood pressure too high where I can't concentrate because mm. my heart's about, my head's about to pop off. Yeah, you got you to have balance. If they're like too much. So there's a fine, like caffeine is really the only proven pre-workout. Like it's the cheapest thing you can buy, <laughs> a cup of coffee or a little something. But those energy drinks, they, they're tasty, they're fun, they have vitamins, they have yeah. all kinds of stuff in them. But there's a lot of caffeine and that caffeine itself can make you really like, almost too energized yeah, and it both, could affect your workout in a negative both, way. Like food is everything when it comes to what we're utilizing for our energy. We don't use pre-workouts. I um, have coffee. No, we, we have Hold a, on. well, hang on. We have That's a little bit of coffee, but yeah. we don't, we don't have caffeine filled pre-workouts. No, you might have a cup of coffee, but we do something called an e-shot, which is less than 85 milligrams of caffeine, which is about a cup and a half or two cups. Well, it's a little bit of caffeine from green tea but the fusion of the adaptogenic yeah. herbs, it makes you feel really good. But, but the reality, but those are its own thing. The reality really is count. for me, anything over like 150 milligrams of caffeine pre-workout. Yeah. And, and I actually find it debilitating. Yes. I find it not effective. If I had it earlier in the day, let's say for morning and I'm working out maybe four or five hours later, then I might be okay. But because my energy is so high, I bring myself up so high naturally yeah. That I find that it overdoes the energy yes, for absolutely. me. And it actually inhibits my workout. So I, I prefer to be stim-free for the most part. You know, 90% of the time I'm stim-free. That's what I like. I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge advocate of pre-workouts for my style of training. However, mm-hmm. you know, it's taking me at least 10 years and you a lifetime, you know, to figure out what our calories actually are, when to time them, how to utilize them, and what works, right? So we're talking like... Within a two to four hundred calorie range here, 
where we know if we bump our calories down two to 400 calories, we're going to start losing weight. Or if we bump it up two to 400 calories, we're going to start potentially putting on weight. Like we live within a range that's so frequent, freakishly close to what it is to maintain our output and our recovery and, you know, our resilience physiologically that I would say that's why it's important for us to understand the timing. That's why it's important for us to understand how to utilize the fuel. If you're, you know, in an extreme deficit, the same can be said. And in, and if you're in an extreme, uh, you know, overabundance of calories, the same can be said, right? So it's because we're so close within our calorie range that I feel that the timing is more important. Now, when I was a glutton, because <laughs> we've tried that too. When? When, <laughs> when I've tried were? that too. Um, <laughs> did the timing matter as much? Not really. Not as much because I was so overly nourished and getting so many calories in that I knew as long as I had my calories in, I was going to recover okay. I was going to perform okay as long as I had decent recovery and I'd be able to maintain my energy. I do have to say, so today I went to the gym this morning. I did some heavy uh, Romanian deadlifts, uh, 15 reps. So heart rate, my heart rate gets up to 170 when I'm doing those. Like they really, those, that's what I start with. And I don't pair it with anything because those just gas me. So I want the most energy possible. And I am not in a caloric deficit. In fact, we've been a little bit on, um, I would say a little bit of a food party going on. We put our, we've been having some fruit. It started since the Dairy Queen, you see? <laughs> it, tipped, it tipped it over, just it stepped into that world just, just a little bit. Do you bit. see why, like, you know? he was just naughty. What? Like, how do you resist? It was her idea. I was in the best shape. She was like, ah, you want to go him. for a walk and get some Dairy Queen? <laughs> I was like, uh, duh. So, so I'm not in a caloric deficit. I'm well fed. I actually went to the gym today and I felt amazing. I had only had my shake. I felt amazing. I uh, the best I've ever done with the Romanians. I followed it up with some heavy hip thrusts. So I did some, and I did some other things after that. So I was able to do more. And afterwards, I knew I needed to eat. Yeah. Same thing. Even yeah. though I'm very well fed and my performance was amazing, at the end there, I had to run over to the fuel counter, <laughs> contact Dina, <laughs> running over. Can you make me my oatmeal cookie shake? All right. Can you please make my shake? And I needed to eat. And so it's not this whole anabolic window. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love uh, I Jennifer that, yeah. who, said, who mentioned the anabolic window, the bro thing. It's not about that for me. It's about, I was freaking hungry. And I, I think, needed to eat something. I think a lot of that's been debunked, right? Like yeah. the, the reality is that as long as the nutrition is in your body within a certain time frame, like 24 to 48 hours of your workout, then you're going to be fine. You don't need to run out to your car to grab a protein shake or run but to the shake. But if you're going to get hangry and you're going to knock somebody else, yes. somebody out on yes. your way to the car, better eat something. <laughs> See, bring but, something. But that's something that's learned, right? <laughs> that's something that's learned with time. Understanding your calories in, your calories out, your energy in, your energy out. Understanding what that feels like, that fluctuation, what that feels like. That just that takes time and acclimation and understanding. And once you adapt to that, once you adapt to understanding what your body is, I would say feels really good, you know, mm. or really bad, like what it means to not have any energy at the gym, no matter how willing you are to be there and just can't get that, you know, energy to Honestly, push. Honestly, that's why I don't want to be in a caloric deficit because I don't want to feel like that. Right, right. I know that to get there, I'm going to feel that change in energy and I don't want that. And you have, so you, you, even when you were well fed, yes, you were eating a substantial amount of calories, but your calories were... When he, he's tried everything. Oh, my God. He tried the um, all meat. Oh, my God. Okay, so the all <laughs> the car- meat diet. The carnivore. So he, so you the did the carnivore diet, yes. which, which also had like the bottle of the, um, what did he have? He had the organs. He had to have all the organ pills. He, 
I'm not sure. Well, you had the organ pills. Oh, anyway, uh, so you yeah. were all in. Yes, we were drinking blood. How, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so... Okay. He comes over to the dinner table. I got my feet... I'm hungry. I got my food in front of me. It's all nice and ready to eat. Oh, uh, okay. man. It was he just a little over, liver. Hold okay. on. Wait oh, for man. It. He comes over to the table. It's with a real his, story. He pulls the vacuum-sealed raw beef mm. pound of meat out mm. of the pack. Blood still pouring mm. off of it. Puts it down on his plate. Mm. I don't know why there was even a plate. Mm. To me, he should have just eaten this whole thing without it. I took a bite. Plate. I took a bite. And he takes the raw beef, you guys. Picks it up. True story. And he just demolished. Starts <laughs> chewing it and eating it. I'm actually starting to salivate even thinking about the memory. Uh, I'm like, salivate? Yeah, like, yeah, like the saliva in the back of my mouth mm-hmm. is starting to pour because I'm like, <laughs> it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So yeah. he goes all in. Yes. I, by the way, yes. lost my appetite. I couldn't watch yeah. and I couldn't eat my supper. Yeah. I know. But yes. you. We tried the raw food did diet. Did the raw food diet. Now, was, it not, was it not only carnivore? I went carnivore raw. What's yeah. up? Carnivore raw. Egg yolks, liver. Yes. Meat, beef, you know, chicken, obviously fish, man. We're eating pound of fish raw. He starts telling me the liver tastes different depending on the palate. It does. It does. <laughs> it is a big difference. Big to grass fed versus not grass fed. How fresh it is. Has it been frozen or not? Oh, and then Some you're textures. Boiled- and then you're boiling the bones. He oh, goes to the local yeah. farm. He's boiling the bones. And you would think, mm, We were making like potions, you know? Like, like ooh, maybe that'll taste good. A little bit of bat wings and stunk. a little bit of feathers and some hearts. The and high some, heavens. So, oh, my God. It stunk the house. <laughs> it was gag-worthy. The whole it did absolutely nothing for my recovery. <laughs> it did nothing to improve my strength. And grossed me out. And, I, and now, you know, I have, like, this overwhelmingness <laughs> to the smell of liver and blood and yeah. everything else yeah. that happens that, you know. And you're just, kind of, you have a hard time with raw beef, or, sorry, just no, ground beef. No, 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 not, not really, you know. It just, no, well, if, you I, have a if I have a choice, if I have a choice, I'm going to, you know, have a burger, you know. It's cooked, maybe. If it's not mooing at me still, you know. Come on, you have the burger with the three pieces of cheese <laughs> on our reward day Six. the other day. Six, it's a Each double. Pack it's a double. It's an eight, two eight ounce pieces mm-hmm. with three pieces of cheese on both. <laughs> you need at least two to four pieces of bacon on each patty, okay? And then that's on the bun, which you got to smush down in, you know, well, because you can't bite it. Uh, you you got to get into it, and then some curly fries because I'm being really naughty, you know. But you know, just another day. Anyway, clearly we're f- very fed. <laughs> No, listen. And no, the carnivore diet versus the raw food are two separate things. So let's just be clear on that. Vasilios took it to another level yeah. and took the carnivore diet. Listen, I've tried raw. I've tried everything, everything. So that you can imagine. Vegan, yeah. carnivore, no carb, <laughs> low carb, high carb, no fat, no dairy, a ton of dairy, you name it. I've tried it all. And I've given it a, a valiant effort, at least three months to every walk of life, some six, some a year. You know, some people here are talking about how they've tried. We've got the carnivore diet, people that are talking about... Done, done the keto. So there's a lot of people out there uh, who've tried all yeah. the different diets. Yeah, too. at the end of the day, what's worked for me, what I find that works for me is a balanced diet. It's just a balanced diet that's very specific to the energy that I'm putting out and that I need to get in. I keep myself within a certain weight threshold. I don't get too th- uh, caught up on the numbers. And I eat accordingly to maintain that weight while maintaining my energy and my goals at the gym. But time of day, you do prefer to train in the afternoon. I do, and I and, and I think that's one. It's it's because I've got more fuel in me. Two, so those of you who work probably after work, you might feel that little bit more energy. I've got more because I've gotten more meals, and I notice a mm-hmm. difference. This is just me personally. I can sustain it better. Can I do it in the mornings? Yes, I can. 
but it's not going to sustain as long for, you know, months and months and months on end. And if I have a choice, why, why not train in a, in a place where it's just a little bit more comfortable? And I'm completely opposite. I'm the morning person who gets, I have the most energy in the morning. So I capitalize on it. I'm almost like too much morning for you. Good morning. Hi, babe. <laughs> Good morning. And that is not you, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I'm usually up till like one in the morning doing stuff. And then Even she's up you're... at seven, like drinking her coffee, like, hey, how you doing? I'm, 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 Good morning, babe. <laughs> Are you coming to the gym with me? No. Yeah. Are you no. coming? No, I'm not. No. Okay. Well, but I have the most for me. So I guess it comes down to, well, first off. Fit it whenever you can in your schedule. At the end of the day, getting it done is number one priority. And you'd kind of just have to fuel based on the time of day that works for you and the fuel that works for you. Yeah. But for me, I definitely am a, and the most energy and the most power. And I put the most uh, into my mornings. I find more of the day that goes on. I use a lot of brain power. I teach a lot. Mm. So for me to then later on in the day have to go to the gym, I'm and I'm drained. Mm. So I wouldn't have that type of energy to mm. do the workouts. That's me. But for you, you find that you just, as the day goes on, I definitely have to admit that as the day goes on, the mood changes. Oh, there was one time you told me not, what is it? Was it 10 a.m. or 11 a.m.? No, what? No, <laughs> what? That to I talk, don't know. To like conversate. I don't know. What time is it now? <laughs> Who cares? Anytime. As if the sun's still coming up and it's not at full peak yet, like whatever time that is, just just ignore me. If the sun's starting to come down, now I'm waking up. It's so true. He's you're <laughs> ten o'clock at night, and you're like, I'm ready to go out. Mm, party. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna yes, go out. <laughs> like lights out. All right, let, let's bring it back in. Okay, so is it important to time your meals based on your workouts? It depends. It depends on how involved you are in your workout. It depends on how in tune you are with your body. It depends on what your goals are and how frequently you change. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different variables that you have to consider. Can it make a difference to time your meals around your workouts? Sure. Absolutely. Do we do it? Yes. But we've been training a long time. We're very in tune with our bodies. We know what our goals are. We expect high standards from ourselves meaning we know what we want to get out of the gym. So when we go there, we push ourselves every time we're there as much as we can. So we expect results a certain way and we fuel accordingly. Now, is it a necessity? No, of course it's not. Absolutely is. You well, want to be fueled. If you, I mean, what are you well, doing in the gym it's not, otherwise? But can you maintain the same <laughs> output for extended periods of time? Sure, you can. Is it going to be sustainable? That's going to depend on you. That's going to depend on your body, your recovery, what your goals are, what you're hoping for. Do you need to run out to your car to get a shake after? No. Do we? We do. I'm freaking hungry. So, yes. I but again, shake. we're very in tune with our bodies. We're very in tune with our output. We're very in tune with what we're hoping for as far as achievements at the gym, what we're trying to maintain, what we're trying to achieve within the time frame which we've set within, whether it's a six-week or 10-week period of that training protocol, where we're in within that training protocol. Was it a hypertrophy day or a strength day? Well, how long was your work is your workout right. too? So if you're working out for three hours per se, you're going to need to fuel, fuel during that Absolutely. period of time. Absolutely. If you're doing a little boot camp class for 30 minutes, you don't. You could debatably either eat or not eat. You don't need that power, that strength. You're mm. working on cardiovascular. Well, let's break so it down. Let's just you. break it down a little further. The body needs fuel to run. Period. It needs energy. It has to gain that energy from somewhere. Do you see all this passion? And so, like, if 
if, if, if it's not getting it from, you know, here, <laughs> then it's got to get it from somewhere so else, passionate. right? Like You need to eat. Yes. <laughs> is it time for food? I think it is, actually. <laughs> no, but, but really, you need to get fuel from somewhere. And if you don't have that fuel, your body's going to go after it in your body to get the fuel and maintain whatever it is you're trying to do. so And I do love, so Elnaz just mentioned that 5 a.m. workouts are the best because no one's at the gym. That's another thing. <laughs> That's another thing. Going to yeah. the gym and there being people, 800 people on one machine hovering for two hours oh, versus yeah. like getting in and having the whole space to yourself. That that changes the length of your workout too. It definitely changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Avoiding so, 7 So you just want a private gym is what you're saying? No, I mean, enough people so there's a vibe. That's the key. Not an empty gym. So you want to see people at the gym, but you don't really want to talk to they, them. You want them to be around. I don't want them on the machines I'm going to be on. Why is it that, like, as soon as we go to the gym, <laughs> we're all riled up. We expect nobody to be there. Everyone and their mother wants to talk to us. Well, that's you. No. Yes. I'm telling you. That's him. Everybody so this is what happens. So this is why we eat. <laughs> Right at the gym prior to the workouts is so that we can conversate with these people and then get our work in. Right? Nobody wants to talk to me. They, uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just nobody playing. wants to talk to me when I'm training, but I also don't have that vibe where they come talk to me. But you, you're just like you. Yeah, and people are like, "Hey," and and then you also say, "Hey," you see the young guys in there. You're really good well, to the young guys. I want to learn. These kids get, you know, they got some tricks up their sleeves. No, opposite, the kids what? are coming up and asking him questions. No, it's this a is good retarded. thing. It's um, a good thing. Nah. And to me, I probably look like I'm gonna eat you for breakfast when I'm in the gym. <laughs> Don't talk to me. That's uh, no, no, no. This hurts. Uh, 170 beats per minute. And my heart rate. Do not. If talk your body to me. doesn't have the fuel, it's gonna go after the fuel within your body somewhere right eventually your body's going to break down to the point where it can't sustain the output that you're looking for which is when you need to eat it's that simple you have to fuel to train you have to fuel to recover so we get in dairy queen i'm out of here (laughs) i've left three times already (laughs) all right guys i hope you enjoyed today's gathering was it It so good to have a bunch of you on today it was fun to see you thanks for conversating and we'll certainly be back next week definitely we do have to we have a couple of announcements oh quick yes 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 we have some clinics some virtual posing clinics coming up oh okay september 30th for npc people yes october 1st for fitness universe people and october 7th you said npc npc is september 30th we're doing npc clinics september 30th okay October 1st for Fitness Universe. Okay. And October what? 7th for my monthly official OCB virtual posing so clinic. we have NPC. So, yes. And so NPC specific posing regimens, routines. We are routines. both doing that Whoa, one. Oh, we are both? Mm-hmm. So I have to like, do I have to like, what, what do I? Pro, it, relax. Come like, on. So like a Come side on. pose? Oh, is oh, it like, oh, what is it? Not bad. Is it, not bad. Is that, <laughs> is that NPC standard there? Did I, did I nail it? Yeah. Did I get it? Am I a pro? And then we are just starting our <laughs> brand new um, official fitness universe. Fitness so thank universe. You to the fitness universe federation. Okay. For okay. that honor. And OCB, we've been doing a monthly. Yes. They're amazing. October yes. 7th is the next one. So, okay. all right. So those are a couple of announcements. We look forward to seeing you guys yes. next week for our next group gathering. You're a bodybuilder. You need to eat. It's that simple. Figure out what works for you as far as your protocols are concerned, what you like, what fits in. What All you, right. I think and, they and go, got it. And go eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Are you hungry? Peace out, guys. Let's, let's go eat. I'm just saying, no? <laughs> Take All care. Right. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? 
Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories and more on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com. <laughs>